This is episode 423 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's articles, last-minute emergency supplies, what to buy when the shelves are almost empty, and 35 last-minute ways to prepare for an emergency. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. If you'd like some more information, you can click the link in the show notes or come on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. Hey, before we jump into our articles, I want to let you know that on Thursday, October 18th, I'm going to be doing a special Facebook Live interview with Gay from strategicliveingblog.net. Now, you might know Gay from Backdoor Survival. She is the founder of Backdoor Survival. She ran that website for many, many years. She's a really great friend of mine. And so I'm really glad to have her on the Facebook Live interview to be able to talk about essential oils. She's really big into essential oils. She knows a lot about it. Uh, She's taken a lot of time to research it and experiment with them. And so I'm going to bring her on to talk about it because I think essential oils using it, uh, using essential oils is very beneficial. And I know, you know, sometimes the guys, if you're listening to this is like, come on, really essential oils? I mean, you know, it's like perfume stuff. No, let me tell you, it works. And so it's kind of funny because I get the same reaction at work. You know, lately, I don't know, man, it's the allergies down here. Somebody said that there's a lot of mold in the air in Houston because of Hurricane Harvey and you know there's a lot of uh you, you know just places that didn't really get mold taken care of so it's just throwing out a lot of mold out into the atmosphere so a lot of people have been dealing with that you know throughout the year um you know I keep saying my my supervisor has a, a home in her neighborhood just like a couple of doors down where the people they left they closed the door I mean they didn't muck it out or anything and so all that, you know, it got wet and flooded on the inside. It's mold everywhere. They uh, Actually, Harris County Hazmat had to come out and start to, um, you know, take that apart and stuff like that. But, I mean, they had people in suits and stuff because the mold was so, so bad. And so that's all up in the air. So anyway, uh, over at work, I mean, I've got people that have allergies and I have essential oils, an, an essential oil blend that I diffuse in my office and you know it's kind of crazy because I might go to work and I have sinus pressure and I'll put the diffuser on and I'm diffusing this essential oil and my headache goes away and uh, my wife swears by it you know I just recently put in another order to to order some more of this so that I have it because we were giving it away I mean uh, we have a niece who is pregnant and she can't take medicine for allergies and things like that you know you're not supposed to but you can do essential oils. And so it becomes, you know, one of these things that becomes very beneficial. And that's just that's just one little essential oil there or a blend. There are so many other essential oils and, you know, they, they benefit you in so many different ways. So I'm really glad to have Gay on. We're going to talk a lot about that. Um, you know, she sold off Backdoor Survival, but she and she retired, but she blogs every once in a while over at strategiclivingblog.net. I created a Facebook event 
for this uh, specific Facebook Live. And so I'm going to link to it in the show notes. And so if you want to bounce over to Facebook Live and then you can just say that you're going and that way you'll get updates because I'm going to be sharing out, you know, Gay sent me some some of her really like rock solid uh, articles that she thinks would be really good that pertain to this topic. And so I want to be sharing those out uh, from time to time as we lead up to next Thursday, October 18th. And so uh, if you want to have access to those, if you're a little bit more curious about essential oils, go over there and just, you know, select that you're that you're going to the event or you're coming to the event. And that way you'll be up to date on uh, what's going on and all the, you know, all the information and uh, you'll you'll be notified when that happens. So, uh, you know, be looking for that in the show notes. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our articles. Uh, I have two articles for you today, and they're kind of a, along the same lines, and that's one reason why I decided to, to partner them together. Now, both of these articles were written back when uh, Hurricane Florence was hitting the Carolinas, and now, of course, we have Hurricane Michael, who's you know devastating you know parts of Georgia and Florida, and and, and really, I think it came in on Florida. And uh, it, it moved pretty fast, it looked like, but, you know, there's a lot of damage. And uh, I think this is just great information to have in the back of your head because we don't need to, you don't want to, you know, by the time there is a hurricane out somewhere, you know, that's that's going to hit one of the coasts, um, getting something like this, one of these articles, a lot of the times it's a little too, too late. Um, or, you know, you're you're barely hearing it by the time you, you get to it on the podcast or whatever, you know, th- things have already started going downhill. But if we can get this kind of information into our brains, then we can kind of, you know, have a, a, a point of reference so that next time we find ourselves in this situation, and it doesn't need to be a hurricane, it can be a blizzard, it can be anything, really, any kind of emergency, a lot of these things will apply. And so um, I'm going to be bouncing off of uh, the organic prepper and then food storage moms. And, uh, you know, so I'll let you know as we do that. But uh, I'm going to start off with theorganicprepper.com. And so the title of this article is Last Minute Emergency Supplies, What to Buy When the Shelves Are Almost Empty. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. Have you ever waited too long to prepare for an emergency and then you get to the store and the supplies you need are gone? The shelves are nearly bare because a horde of other locals got there first. If you need to get some last-minute emergency supplies, but your original choices are gone, here's what to buy when the shelves are almost empty. This morning, a couple of days before the advent of Hurricane Florence, I drove to a nearby large city because I was curious to see whether others in the area were feverishly preparing, and if so, what supplies were sold out first. We're pretty well supplied, so I wasn't there to shop. I was there to see what was missing and what last-minute emergency supplies could be substituted in their place. I stopped by a Kroger first and the line was absolutely or absolute insanity. I couldn't even push a buggy through the store because it was so crowded. A quick perusal showed that bread and water was basically gone. Then I went to Walmart. I didn't go to the one in the neighborhood where there tends to be more crime. I went to the quote unquote nice Walmart in an affluent area. There it was busy, but there was enough room to move around and gather some information. In this article, I'll suggest some last-minute emergency supplies you can purchase in place of the ones you wanted if you've waited too long to shop. To do this, you're going to have to cast away your plans of being organic and healthful. 
if you waited this long, you're stuck with what's left. So please don't write to me a guess that I suggested conventional crackers instead of volcanic ground chia seed ones, okay? My suggestions assume that you may or may not have the ability to boil water and heat things up, but you probably don't have anything more elaborate than that. So what to buy when the store is out of water? Here's a photo of the water aisle at the local Walmart that I took two days before Hurricane Florence was due to hit. And so it's just completely bare, right? There are lots of other options if the water aisle looks like this. They may not be as health healthy, but they'll keep you from dying of dehydration. So the list is sports drinks like Gatorade, flavored or sparkling water, juice boxes or individual bottles, soda pop, not too much though because that can be dehydrating instead of replenishing, vegetable juice, pre-made iced tea. A good trick here is to go to the aisle where people get individually packaged stuff for their kids' lunches. You'll find all sorts of beverage pouches and plastic bottles of drinks here. I warned you, not the healthiest, but healthy is no longer available. Trust me when I tell you it will be far better than having nothing available to drink. Oh, and don't forget the wine. It won't really rehydrate you, but you won't care as much that you don't have water. And finally, buy containers. You still have running water, right? Buy containers, wash them, and fill them up before the storm hits. No one is going to be sold out of containers unless you specifically look for water containers. Grab mason jars, pitchers, canisters, etc. Just make sure they're food safe and you're good. So what to buy when the store is out of bread? Here's the photo of the bread aisle. My friend asked what they had against nature's own bread since there was a few loaves of that bread left. So yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, this bread, you know, is completely wiped out, but there's loaves of nature's own, uh, the nature's own wheat bread. So if you're insistent that you must have the makings for a sandwich, it's pretty easy to go beyond the loaves you see here. Other options are hamburger or hot dog buns, pitas, tortillas, bagels, muffins, and crackers. All of these things were still available abundantly when I was at the store today. So what to buy when the store is out of canned food? I don't have a very good picture of the semi-empty canned food aisle because a lady, and I use that term loosely, hit me with her cart and then glared at me while I was taking photos. So yeah, the canned food aisle w isn't very worked over. Um, I'll tell you that, you know, down here in Houston, I have seen it where it has been wiped out. Like the, the only thing left on the, on the shelves is like hominy, right? And no, nobody wants any of that. So it's just like, you know, it, it's crazy. So there's a lot here. I'm wondering maybe because it was a more affluent neighborhood, then, you know, those people were maybe a little bit better prepared as opposed to, you know, the uh, the Kroger's that she had mentioned earlier. Uh, that's just a thought. All right, so let me continue here. The things that were gone first were items like canned pasta meals, soups, and chili. That makes sense because they're pretty reasonable meals when heated up slightly and can even be eaten cold out of the can in a worst case scenario. If your desired canned goods are not available, look to these items. Canned baked beans, tasty right out of the can at room temperature, Canned refried beans. Spread them on those tortillas you got because the store was out of bread. Canned V8 and a can of mixed vegetables. Turn that into soup. Canned potatoes. Mash them up or put them on the grill. And then canned fish. Or move away from the regular canned goods and see what they've got over on the international food aisle. 
noodle bowls that just need boiling water, soup that may not be as familiar, and small cans of salsa or enchilada sauce. Now look in other areas for shelf-stable food, especially the aisle I mentioned above for drinks, school lunch box food. With small servings, you don't have to worry about leftovers spoiling. Pudding, applesauce, pouches of pre-cooked rice, some have beans and other vegetables mixed in, peanut butter, breakfast cereal, granola bars, jerky, candy, veggie chips, potato chips, pre-popped popcorn, fruit cups, that squirty yogurt you get in pouches, that shelf-stable kind, not the refrigerated kind, Vienna sausages, and pre-cooked bacon. You get the idea. Go out there and be creative. Scan every aisle to look for things that won't spoil that your family will eat. I know whenever I've grabbed this kind of stuff, my girls have been thrilled since we don't usually keep junk food in the house. So what to buy when the store is out of batteries, flashlights, and emergency candles? I forgot to grab a photo of this, but the camping aisle was pretty barren. Here are some alternative suggestions. Scented candles. I hate them passionately, but you can choose the most lightly scented ones here, better than sitting in the dark. Tea lights, decorative dark candles, headlamps, shop lights, the LED kind will last for a long time. Batteries, see if there are any rechargeable ones that charge them and charge them before the storm. For supplies like this, think about non-traditional stores. So I'm going to tell you like uh, the dollar store has a lot of tea lights. So you can go get tea lights and all, you can also go stock up on candles at the at the dollar store. You know, I would just go the bigger, the better. And, uh, you know, if, if they're scented or not, you know, you of course, you want to get unscented because you don't want your house smelling like, you know, all different kinds of scents going off. But or if you need to use the, the candles for light. But the, the tea lights are there. Definitely, you can get those really cheap. I know that I have, and uh, I've used that, those tea lights to make like fire kits and things like that. Uh, but you know, you can you can stock those, and uh, they don't put off a, a lot of heat, which is good. But they'll put out enough light for you to be able to put a couple around in strategic places, especially if you can maybe use some mirrors to uh, you know to enhance the light, reflect the light. Okay, so some supplies from non-traditional stores could be hardware stores, home decor stores, like I've I've scored unscented candles at TJ Maxx before, toy stores, automotive stores like Napa, corner stores or the 7-Eleven may have batteries, feed stores often have lanterns and flashlights, the dollar store, kind of just mentioned them, electronic stores will probably have batteries, drug stores, liquidation stores. I found some really bright LED lanterns for $5 each at a place called Hamrick's. A southern franchise. And don't forget these other last minute necessities. Heavy duty garbage bags, bleach, hand sanitizer, paper plates, plastic cutlery, pet food, essential medications, cat litter, even if you don't have a cat. And something to do. I grabbed some yarn to start on my holiday projects. Don't despair if you can't find the last minute or emergency supplies you wanted. It just means you're going to have to be flexible and creative. And when this disaster is over, think long and hard about the things you wish you would have had. Make yourself a list and start buying these items. And by the time the next disaster rolls around, you'll be much further ahead. You've got this. All right. So, guys, that's a great point here at the very end that Daisy is making. You're hearing this and there's more than likely not a hurricane you know, in your path. Uh, there's not, you know, we're, there's still some time before the blizzards come and and uh, all those types of stuff, all those types of things, I guess. Um, 
right now is, is the time where you start making your list and you start thinking about, all right, if I was in a hurricane or if I was, you know, in a blizzard or if I was in an emergency situation, you know, what kinds of things would I want? And you start writing those things down and, you know, you could find those things at a good deal. So you're not paying or paying premium price or you're not going to, you know, the corner convenience store to buy a bunch of batteries when you can go to another store and buy them, you know, buy more for a lot cheaper or even order them off of Amazon or whatever you want to do there. So good point there, you know, and more than likely because you're listening to this podcast, you are already along those lines. You're already thinking, but there might be some of you out there who have, you know, you're listening to the podcast, you're getting ideas, you're, you're, you know that, you know, being prepared might be a good idea because you see all the craziness that's going on in the world and you, you might not have pulled the trigger on some of these things. Buying some of these basic things, you know, these are, is not going to push, push you over the edge into being a hoarder or, you know, hardcore prepper or whatever. A lot of these things that, you know, you can purchase are things that anyone would want to have in an emergency situation. Um, and there are things that if you if you're purchasing food and different things like that, well, then that's that's good because you just you're purchasing things that you're going to use anyway and you just replenish as you use them. So I'm going to link to this one here. And uh, if you are making a list, if you're making some plans, you might want to just look at these big categories that she mentioned and, you know, put some of these big things on your list. So again, this is over at the Organic Prepper. I'm going to link to it in the show notes, like always. So jumping to the second article, it comes to us, like I said, from foodstoragemoms.com. And this one is just basically a list. It's 35 last minute ways to prepare for an emergency. And so there's, uh, you know, as I was reading this, I mean, a lot of great ideas. There are uh, some that seem like they repeat a little bit. And then I want to add one that uh, that I do, that we do here when we are uh, getting ready to experience a hurricane or a big thunderstorm or something like that, that could possibly take the electricity out. So let's go ahead and start on this one. I have a friend who has a daughter living in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. She called me and asked what her daughter may need at the last minute in the event they are evacuated. Well, they were evacuated yesterday. Here comes Hurricane Florence. It's a Category 4 right now. It may become a Category 5. Oh my gosh. This means 140 miles an hour wind, excessive rainfall, to name just a few things. Are we nervous for the Carolinas? Oh yes, we are. We are praying for all those living in and around the area. This could be the worst storm in 60 years, according to what I've seen on the television. I started typing a few things in an email for her daughter, and this is what I sent her. I'm hoping some readers go get some of these things if they're still on the fence post whether or not to evacuate and if the items are still available in any of their local stores. These items are actually good for anyone going forward to be prepared for the unexpected. You can never have too many preps, right? Well, let me know what you would add to this list. I love hearing from you. So here we go. Number one. Fill your gas tank. I saw on TV that some gas stations had lines of 60 cars long. Please keep your tank full or at least three-fourths full whenever possible. And guys, I'm going to tell you, do not wait until a day before the hurricane is getting ready or whatever is getting ready to arrive, Whether you know whatever the situation might be. Of course, you know, one of the suggestions is you always keep your tank at you know half full. Don't let it go be below that. But... Um, you know, there's been times here when, because we've been hit by hurricanes so often, 
that the gas stations start running out of gas three days before, two or three days. So I like to go three days before a hurricane. Like we know that, you know, they're starting to project it, that it's going to hit where we are. Um, I go fill up. And then if for whatever reason we've, you know, we've used more than we, than we needed to, then we can go ahead and uh, I go top it off if I have to, if there's still gas, but I just make sure that I have it. I just try to beat the, the lines. That's another thing. It, you know, there might, there might be gas, but if you wait too long, you're going to be in long lines. And I, I hate that. So I'd rather just go a couple of days early, fill up. We, you know, my wife and I, we both work uh, very close to home. So we don't really eat that much gas up. But uh, that's something to consider. Now, of course, if you uh, live far away from uh, or yeah, far, far away from where you work, um, you're going to need to fill up on, you know, on a more regular basis. But, you know, just try to do it before the, the big rush. All right, so there's no way I'm going to spend that that amount of time on on every single one of these. Um, oh, hey, let me go back to number one because I know that this was this isn't in the list. If you have your uh, your full gas tank and you do lose power, if you have an, an inverter, and I know I've talked about that before in the past, then you run that inverter off of your car and your vehicle has a big gas tank. So like my truck has you know 30 gallons, 35 or 30 gallon uh, tank. Uh, you know, gas tank. And so I can run my refrigerator for a long, long time and charge up cell phones and tablets and whatever I need to do there. So, uh, you know, that's another reason why you want to fill up. All right. So number two, cash, small bills. All right. Number two, cash, small bills, ATMs may not work when power is off. Next, turn your fridge and freezer to a colder setting and keep the doors closed if you lose power. Next, space in your freezer, then fill up Ziploc bags with water to fill in empty spaces in your freezer. And that will help. I mean, that'll give you uh, more ice. That will give you water to drink. When it melts, that will keep your freezer colder for longer. Uh, charge all, all of your electronic devices and keep them charged. That, that includes um, also power tools and things like that. Put together an emergency contact list with names, phone numbers, and emails. Gather up important documents and place them in a secure binder. Get prescriptions filled, 90 days if possible. Secure a hand can opener. You should have multiple hand can opener, openers as it goes, but if you don't, make sure you get one. Be ready to help your neighbors. Make a few meals and snacks that you can store without power. Do all of your laundry now. Boy, that's a big one. You don't want to have to be dealing with that. A lot of people lost clothes because it, you know, they had dirty clothes or whatever. And then with Hurricane Harvey, when it flooded, they just wound up throwing all those away as opposed to going to their closet for the, you know, where the clean stuff was hanging up. Pick up a solar phone charger. You definitely, you should have multiples of those. Secure batteries for your flashlights. Better you get a solar flashlight. If you use oxygen, prepare to leave and get backups needed. Get gas for your chainsaw and, and also oil. You may need it. Have hand sanitizer and baby wipes available and ready to use. Guys, baby wipes are great. You know, uh, I keep a little stack of baby wipes. Um, you know, you can buy like a the little package, for, you know, from Walmart or whatever for like a dollar, 99 cents. And uh, they just come in helpful whenever you need it. Number 18, if you have N95 masks, locate them so you can use them if needed. Store water in buckets to use in the toilet. Take pictures of every room and closet in your home. Don't forget your garage too. You can use the water heater water as long as your water is not contaminated. Turn off the intake valve and use the spigot on the front of the tank. 
Invite your family over or any elderly neighbors you have. That's a great one there, right there. And you want to check on them. Some elderly neighbors will uh, be hesitant about leaving their home. Uh, we checked on the one, you know, back in the day when uh, I think it was Hurricane Ike. Uh, we checked on our neighbor uh, to uh, to the right of us, and she was elderly. Um, since then, she's already um, sold the house. But uh, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. And we were looking around her backyard, and she had little cement squirrels, you know, all over the place. And we're like, no, no, no. If the wind picks up, and she did. She lost a big tree in her front yard. But if the wind picks up, this sucker is going through windows and stuff, man. So, uh, you know, we, we helped her get a lot of her um, – her, uh, her furniture into her shed because it just she I guess she didn't realize or maybe she just what didn't want to do it I mean she was elderly and and couldn't uh, and probably couldn't lift a lot of those things but we helped her get all that stuff taken care of so you might need to if uh, if you don't invite them but you still maybe need to check up on them all right number 23 put together an emergency toilet if the water lines are shut off make a toilet with a large garbage bag duct tape and kitty litter Yes, store lots of black garbage bags. You will need them. Put an extra pair of glasses in your 72-hour kit if you need to evacuate. Fill large containers with water and secure lids so kids do not fall in them. Have lots of non-perishables on hand to eat and snack on. Make a cake today and serve it after the storm hits and leaves. Get a radio so you can hear what's going on. The TV may lose power, so your radio with batteries will be awesome. If you have invested in a rain barrel, you can use the water to flush toilets or for a mini bath with rags. Put together a plan to evacuate if the city officials suggest you leave. Be sure and stock up on pet food and make them a 72-hour kit with food, food dishes, vaccination records, extra leashes, and harnesses. And guys, that's uh, that's something to consider too. If you ever have to evacuate and you're going to a shelter... You need to consider, I mean, of course, you're taking your pets with you, but you need to consider if that shelter that you're going to will allow you to have pets. Or if you're bugging out to a hotel or a motel, you need to make sure that they will accept pets. Number 32, grab some of those yard solar lights. They are great to bring into your home each night and they recharge with the sun. Make an evacuation list of all the critical things you don't want to leave behind if you are evacuated. Store water at least four gallons per person per day. Have some containers you can grab and go with. Stock up on paper plates, paper cups, and plastic silverware. And then there are some here that were added by um, comments. So Linda just kind of moved these up. Um, I, I read this somewhere and can't remember where to give credit. Put a small plastic container with water in your freezer. Then put a penny on top. If you come home and the penny is no longer on top, assume your food is not good at all. And then be aware that you may not be able to come home for days. Freeways and roads into cities will be closed by authorities until the area is deemed safe. Be prepared for cars to overheat, bring car tools, and bring a paper map. We tried country back roads after back roads trying to dodge huge traffic jams that day and couldn't have done it without just a phone GPS. If you evacuate, take your food and water with you. Cities 100 miles or more away will be swamped with evacuees, and those stores will also run out of some basics such as water, bread, and milk. Seen it. Plus, if you happen to get stranded, your family will have supplies. Well, yeah, so that's uh, coming from someone who has experienced that right there. So listen to that. All right, so uh, back up your computer hard drives to an external drive that you can carry with you. Keep a list of doctors, medications, etc. in your wallet. 
I typed mine out so that I could just have my medical providers attach it to my file. It includes not only current issues, but also family health history. For my wallet, I shrunk the font down about as far as I could and still see it so that it fits onto two pages. That's some good advice there. Okay, in the last one here, from the Maui News ahead of Tropical Storm Olivia, smoking and drinking alcohol are not allowed at evacuation centers or in parking lots. All pets entering a pet-friendly facility will need to be put in pet carriers or a cage. Owners must provide food and water. All right, so um, that is it. So that's more than 35. That was 39 uh, you know, things that you can do here to prepare for an emergency. So let me give you mine. So this is 40, right? Um, one of the things that we do when we are going to experience a hurricane, when it's starting to come in and we know the wind is starting to pick up and, you know, we could lose power or there's a big thunderstorm and they're saying that it's going to be bad. One of the things we do is we turn down our AC. And so we try to cool off the house as much as possible, because if you lose power, then that, you know, the you'll be a little bit more comfortable for for longer. And so that's uh, an idea. And I know some of you that are listening, you're further up north or maybe you're even listening from another country and you don't have central air and heat. Um, but, you know, whatever you can do to keep a little bit uh, cooler, to keep the house cooler uh, for longer, that will always be beneficial for you. So that's just my little two cents there on top of some of the other things that I, that I mentioned as well. All right, guys. Well, that is it for episode 423. Hey, don't forget about the Essential Oils Facebook Live presentation. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. And so you can go and uh, so you don't forget, you can go and, you know, just check that you're going and that way you don't wind up missing it. Hey, and if you haven't subscribed to the show, you can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.